Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lab men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM. And I'm your co-host, Robbie. Today we're sitting here without a topic. Yeah. So how was uh how was last week's podcast, Robbie? Well, yeah, it was very short because uh I didn't have much to work with myself last week. I did yeah. have a topic, but I didn't have much to work with. Yeah. Um so I uh just did a kind of a little potted history of uh Olea, which nice. came out uh, a couple of weeks ago. So um Hopefully that managed to tide people over for a week uh, without you, without hearing your dulcet tones on the podcast. Uh, dulcet tones. <laughs> but it was, it was, it, it was, yeah, it was fine. I, um, uh, amazingly, um, Thomas had also sent me some little voice notes Mm-hmm. of uh of him reading answers to questions as well which i managed to intersperse and he sent me all the music files as well so Ooh. i made it and it was an atmospheric podcast if nothing else nice should we do and more atmospheric podcasts maybe we should i don't know maybe that's a question for our community I feel like when i hear atmospheric i think ambient i think apex twin mm. <laughs> Me too. Or music for airports, the Brian Eno album, which is very good. I have been listening, actually, to a lot of ambient music this week. I rediscovered um, one of uh, my favourite ambient records. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's by. I knew that you were doing that. <laughs> I was trying to be ambient. That weird noise all all the time. You are very ambient. You're a very ambient man. Thanks. You're a background <laughs> kind of guy, JM. Ow. Yeah. Um, the um, albums. Here we go. Oh no, they're not loading up. Oh, here we go. It is called. Um, where is it? Mm-mm-mm-mm. I can't find it. The Good. band is called The American Dollar, I think. All right. And they've got an album. Oh, there it is. The American Dollar. And they've got an album called Ambient One. Nice. And uh, it's very good. Nice. So I've been listening to that a lot. Lovely. And I've been enjoying it i've been enjoying it a lot i've been listening to a lot more music this year makes sense yeah i feel like last year i fell off a little bit i wasn't really listening to a lot of music do you mean last year is in 2020 yeah nice yeah um whereas this year i feel like i made a concerted effort to listen to more music more regularly yeah. So I put it on when I'm at work and when I'm doing stuff at home now, and it's oh, it's the best. Nice. Very it nice. It's the best. What have you been doing over the last seven days, JM? <laughs> well, we had the Extreme Fall Guys Ultimate Charity Knockout Episode Three Woo! happened. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. We had uh, Mary Kish as our co-host again, 
and uh, we had a lot of really wonderful competitors. We got to uh, we had private lobby this time, so everyone was competing directly against one another instead nice. of like spread out throughout you know the wilds of the game world. Uh, so yeah, it was really fun. It was really exciting. We we worked through some technical issues that had bothered me in previous episodes, so mm-hmm. they were no longer a bother. So uh, yeah, it's weird. It's it's weird straddling you know, uh, producing the thing and being one of the hosts. Yeah. So, uh, explain kind of what goes into extreme four guys for people who, uh, haven't managed to catch one yet. Well, uh, extreme fall guys is, um, just our, you know, devolver and mediatonics, uh, mm-hmm. I guess more devolvers, um, uh, fall guys competition. Um, it is, uh, we have 20 contestants playing, uh, they're on teams of four, and, um, so they're, they're competing, and, and whoever wins the best of five rounds, there are five teams of four, whoever wins the best of five rounds gets to decide, uh, each member of the team gets to decide where some of the money goes. We have $10,000 set aside, Mediatonic Ooh. and Devolver set aside $10,000, and we've we've selected uh, six charities, and each of the winners gets to decide where $2,500 of that money goes. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So we have Able Gamers, um, St. Jude's Children's Hospitals, which, you know, are very well known among streamers. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we also have two homeless, uh, houseless uh, outreach and um, kitchen centers, uh, Mobile Loaves and Fishes in Austin, and Fair Start, Seattle. Uh, and then we have two environmental uh, associations, the Waterkeeper Alliance and the uh, Natural Re- Resource Defense Council. Or is it National Resource Defense? I think it's Natural Resource Defense Council. NRDC is their, is their acronym. Okay. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, do it's you, really neat. Do you have the... Um, is it the same people who can uh, participate in each show? Or is it kind of a, always new people? Or is it a mixture? Whoever wins is invited back to the next episode. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so we've only had... Each team that's won has only won once. They come back to the next episode and someone else has won. We've only, we've only had three. Uh, it's been a different team winning every time. Um, but yeah, the winners are invited back and then everyone else is new. Um, and we, you know, we get, uh, a wide variety of, of streamer, uh, audience sizes. Like not everyone is, we're not, we're not just seeking out the famous just of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's great. Yeah. Clara, who's been on this show, uh, ha- does a wonderful job of finding, uh, wonderful people to participate and be a part of it, and everyone seems to have a really great time. I don't know. I'm in the zone. I am, <laughs> yeah. I am not... Your producer man. Yeah, like, I'm producer man and, and co-host, so I'm having fun in a way, <laughs> but I'm not having fun in a relaxed way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, though, man. That's so good. I'm so glad that, like, you guys have been able to pull something together like that without any without any any events happening in the world as well you know yeah actually being able to kind of like bring people together and do something fun on stream 
Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, I think as of the airing of this, it should still be playing on the uh, oh. <laughs> on the Fall Guys Steam page. Nice. Uh, so it is looped there um, in case anyone wants to see it. Uh, and I should put it up on YouTube at some point. Definitely. Yeah. Um, well, that's amazing, JM. Well done. Congratulations to you Thanks, and the team. Robbie. Thanks. <laughs> and um, have you? Do you know when you're going to do another one yet? Um, my guess would be sometime in season four. Ooh, Probably. We did this right on the season three point five launch, and we don't normally do them like two days after the three point five launch. We don't normally yeah. do them just spot on the event launch. Mm. So uh, it may be that we we move it a little. It'll, it'll probably happen near. The 4.5. We'll see. Uh, I never know if we're... I I don't understand the value of anything uh, in this capitalistic world in which we live. Right. Uh, it does not make sense to me. Money doesn't make sense to me. Uh, viewer, like number of viewers doesn't make sense to me. Um, I, I don't... I don't get it so every time we do one of these i don't know if it's if it's of any value to anyone <laughs> oh <laughs> so i i never know if we're gonna do another one i absolutely I, it's a value it's brand awareness is Jen. that is that if you want to so, get down if you want to break it down yeah into some into some true business jargon yeah. If we were in a if we were in a high powered business meeting. So so go ahead so go ahead and give me you know don't give me like my friend kind hearted sweet wants JM to feel good about himself Robbie go ahead and give me heartless marketing monster Robbie uh, and tell me the value of a thing like this. It's brand it's awareness. Worthless, JM. It's brand, <laughs> it's brand awareness JM. It's eyeballs. We're all about yeah. those eyeballs. Yeah. Anything that gets those eyeballs is good by me. Isn't it weird? Yeah, it's fucking weird, man. The currency of our age really is attention, and it's totally weird. I was talking to someone recently, and the entire conversation revolved around how many views things had got, and why that's good, and why the things that we do might get lots of views and why that's good and i just thought what is this <laughs> <laughs> why are we having this conversation <laughs> like why aren't we like 10 years ago this conversation would have been unintelligible to like most humans like what has happened why are yeah. we doing this it's really yeah. strange man really strange i keep seeing you know because like obviously there's a lot of digital events happening not mm -hmm. things like uh so like extreme fall guys is like it's like a, a game show right it's like a, a, a yeah i mean that's what fall contest guys is, isn't it? yeah it's, yeah exactly and it's like you tune in you watch you see people competing they're having fun there's a there's a reason for everything to happen which is you win money money for charity yeah and it's entertainment along the way but like then you, you you there's these digital events that keep happening that are like 
are you know they're going to show a bunch of trailers and a bunch and you know and, and uh, there'll be some developers on there and all this kind of stuff and some of them are an hour long some of them last a week <laughs> some of them last a fucking month but they all feel like they last a year <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the complete value of a lot of those types of things yeah. because they're just, because they're all the same. It's like there's there's no like surely this is an opportunity to be creative and and add some add some value, you know, to if you want people's time, you sh- you should earn it, I think. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And instead of just showing a bunch of trailers. <laughs> I uh <clears throat> I remember one year at E3 we uh I was made to go to the um uh to the Sony press conference <laughs> made to go <laughs> I did not want to go I did yeah. not want to go and I could not understand why I was obligated to go <laughs> uh I hated it <laughs> I I also uh I also have like have real strong propaganda allergies oh okay <laughs> so you know <laughs> corporate propaganda and national propaganda aren't really all that much different um and i don't know i i it was i i remember that was when when they announced the final fantasy 7 remake oh okay and i was pretty excited about that like yeah that's uh, understandable. I thought that was cool. I also remember they were talking about some new Star Wars thing they were going to be doing. And it was them standing in front of, like, a big backdrop of a bunch of fucking AT-ATs and stuff. And I was like, nobody remembers that the Empire was the bad guys, do they? Like, we right, just, right, we right, just don't, yeah. as a as a culture, we don't remember that the fascists are the bad guys. Is that is that where we're at now? Okay. Um... But yeah, it was a bunch of trailers and just a crowded room of people watching commercials. And... <laughs> See, that is music to my ears, JM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so no, weird. I totally get it. It's, you know, at least... And the thing is, uh, the reason why everyone always like slates those live shows and things like that is because when they do try to add some form of entertainment to the proceedings Mm -hmm. because it's all been you know workshopped through countless meetings (laughs) with completely out of touch you know executives (laughs) on and you know boards of people who have like little to no interest in video games let alone the people that play them (laughs) (laughs) then it it just comes off as just cringe inducing and just and 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 just awful and terrible and i mean and i mean this is exactly what we lampooned in you know in our press conferences um before some would say (laughs) arguably (laughs) pushing it in too far the other direction and uh, <laughs> and, t- and turning people off ourselves um which is fair enough but um yeah. but like there's a way there's a way to there's a way to make advertising video games and 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 revealing video games and talking about video games like 
that like it it it's fun <laughs> like yeah. there's a way to make it fun and engaging and appealing to people yeah. um but it just seems like nobody wants to evolve that much because like even now with all the digital events it's like nobody's evolving the way you know like people think that that's enough of an evolution it's like oh well, it's just all online now so yeah. like you know we can control it and we can do all of these different things and we can time it at different times and like you know yeah. we're we're unconstrained by you know having you having to um you know create these physical events and it's like yeah but you're not doing anything with the medium <laughs> that you've been presented with i think i think we talked about this last year and i i i think i said that 2020 was not going to be a good year for the evolution of these events mm-hmm. but 2021 will show some evolution i i think this is going to be because everyone was caught quite off guard yeah it's uh, fair in 2020 yeah, yeah. that is you fair know enough. as of you know in in march we we went to boston and we like mm. traveled and we like yeah. did an event with 10 like I don't know about tens of thousands. I, I think it's tens of thousands of people yeah. at PAX. It's yeah, like yeah, 40,000 yeah. like, or something. I think it's, it's like, yeah, Boston is the bigger one, isn't it? Yeah, so that's way like... too many fucking mammals. Um, and in one big room. Uh, so, yeah, we, you know, we did that. And then, you know, two weeks later, the fucking world shut down. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think a lot of folks are caught off guard. Nigel being the, the wunderkind that he is. Um, you know, came up with the uh, the Devolverland Expo, mm-hmm. which was, I think, a cool evolution of of the thing, a cool way of making it digital and making it available and making it happen yeah. in a way that hadn't been seen before. And it was surprising that no one followed suit on that. Yeah, I I thought that I I thought that more people would seek to create new experiences. Um, and- and and I, I I I know that some people did like online conventions and stuff, but they was they were just kind of like websites. It was a website it, where you could pay tens of thousands of dollars to put your trailer up. And that's that's another thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's, it's it's pay putting all paywalls behind these things in front of these things is yeah. just bizarre. Yeah. It's absolutely bizarre. You know, yeah. the internet is supposed to be. Well, I mean, it's I mean, what am I, what am I saying here? Like unregulated. It's yeah. There's there's an argument to be made over uh, how the internet is accessed. Like you want you um, want him to do you so much, you could do anything. I feel like I'm going off. I don't know if I'm if I've got the right thread here. You want as many people to be able to come to these things as possible. You want as yeah. many people to be able to show off what they they have. And and I think the people that run the conventions don't give don't care too much about uh any of the people that attend or work at those conventions. Um just based on the fact that they charge the 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 companies that, that come and demonstrate their products, like all the video game companies have to pay out the nose for, you know, even mm-hmm. the tiniest amount of space to be there. Yeah. Um, and then every attendee has to pay uh, a substantial amount of money. Uh, what, the, the tickets are, are, are pretty expensive, aren't they? 
I, they, I don't know. I, I feel like they're they're not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. So they're, well, they're, they're you know, taking people, it from both ends. Yeah, and people travel, you know, so it's like... And they also have to travel, yeah. Traveling, uh, finding, you know, paying for places to stay, paying for food, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, when when a lot of these conventions in, in 2020 were like, pay us to to put this trailer on the website, it was like, you guys just no interest in fostering goodwill like no. and being like it, at least in the physical space they, there's there's something real that they're offering well, like, we, mean, ha- and people, we have a pe- web page yeah and you're right and people put an effort in because you know that people are paying their money to come to a convention and they want to have fun and be yeah. entertained and have a good time so yeah. but like all anyone seems to have taken from that model is like oh people will pay to see our <laughs> shit <laughs> so right. let's put it on a website and people can pay an early bird ticket and they get to watch all of these trailers before everyone else They'll i don't think love they it. were they i don't think they were charging attendees for the online conventions were they i don't know uh, no i don't think yeah. any of them have been but yeah. i can see that being like <laughs> and i i i would not be surprised if that option if if it's yeah. already available and we've missed it then we've already been proven right but um it'll happen like without a shadow of a doubt yeah i mean it would have been cool even just to see some like old dvd menu quality virtual experiences you know where you click <laughs> yeah. on the right side of the screen and it like turns and it like it gets all grainy and then it turns and then That's like it. walks it's down just... a shitty hallway see i'd exactly. be into that yeah, and you've just you've just you've already come up with a creative solution, <laughs> you know, to something without yeah. even trying. You've just just you just we're talking about the situation, and you've gone, oh, imagine if like you just themed the whole thing like an old DVD menu. It's like, yeah, great if that works for the you know the thing that you're trying to promote. Do that, <laughs> you know, like brilliant. Devolverland worked for us because it was a natural evolution of one it was like fun obviously to play with the idea of events have been cancelled but you can you can break into a cancelled event like that's a fun conceit but also you know with the Devolver uh, digital conferences that we'd been doing you know we'd kind of built up enough of like a ridiculous (laughs) kind of law that um you could believe that you know those characters would try and put on a a devolverland expo that inevitably ends in chaos and violence (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly but i guess it yeah i guess it will see what happens i know that you know the kind of e3 is going digital again this year yeah who knows what they're planning yeah <clears throat> we need to get uh we need to get everybody from Devolver into Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> oh right, it's like a <laughs> hangout. Every, everyone hanging out in fake LA. Fake LA. Oh, that's a great idea. Ah, oh, we could find a little car park. Oh yeah. Oh, that's good. A little private server. Everybody just hang out. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> but like for no reason <laughs> like yeah. we're not going to promote this for any good reason it's no. just it's just us pretending that we're all hanging out there together 
not at <laughs> E3. We should do it when the E3 digital event happens. There we go. Just all and we can hang just ignore it. And we'll, all just yeah. <laughs> we'll all just sit in GTA, pretending we're in LA. That would be brilliant. Yeah, they just announced that they did. They've sold 140 million units of that game. I saw that. Holy shitballs! I believe it. That's it's crazy. Still one of the best games of all time. It is amazing. It is amazing. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. The Grand Theft Auto games have always been good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the sheer fact that it's still selling now. And that is all GTA Online driving that as well. Oh, yeah. I think so. I think so. Which, you know. It's gotten to be cool by now. When would you have ever expected... GTA has always been popular. Always yeah. a huge game. Always, you know, big AAA budget. Like undeniably excellent amazing production values the rest of it but i don't think anyone could have predicted that online gta would have stuck around and in, yeah. and and grown as much as it has done it's done really well i saw i was reading the article and i made the mistake of looking at the comments and saw a bunch of people bitching about how it's full of microtransactions yeah uh it's not it is one of the least microtransaction-y free-to-play pieces of software around. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't... You can buy the, the in-game currency with, like, real money, but mm -hmm. that's it. And you can earn that in-game currency through in-game jobs. Yeah. And there's no, there are no, at least at this stage, there are no, like, exclusive skins that you can only get from paying real money, like you mm. get with World of Warcraft and a billion other, you know products that yeah. really do want you to spend money i mean don't get me wrong gta wants you to spend money they want you to you know they want you to buy the their play money but like it is it is totally possible to to get everything in that game and never spend any real money plus the fact that the game comes with a single player experience that mm, is yeah which is amazing as well like yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's it oh yeah by the way you can also play this 100 hour fucking epic yeah. <laughs> you know? uh so i mean you know online has its it's you know they have their their problems don't get yeah. me wrong and the like sure there's a whole bunch of awful toxic kids that play oh it's so weird robbie sometimes i accidentally leave the voice chat on <laughs> and like there are children there are, yeah. there are like 12-year-old children screaming at 8-year-old children that, what are you doing playing this game? You're too young to play this game. And I'm like, what the fuck are any of you doing here? I love it. It's so More weird. of it. More of that, please. <laughs> I remember when we, were, we would be demoing Hotline Miami 2, and Jared and I would be, you know, at the booth, and some kid would come up and start playing it, <laughs> and we're like oh, we go up to their bad, parent bad cop well we go up to their parent i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna fucking like you know muscle a kid off of a game i go <laughs> up to their parent you know and we're like hey uh this game's really uh adult very violent and they're like oh it's fine they play whatever and i'm just like all right cool excellent that's what we like to hear as now long as they're having the fun right. <laughs> as long as they're having fun yeah. It's all that matters. As long as they're not bugging me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I have been uh, playing a lot of Loop Hero. That's so good. I have been playing a lot of Loop Hero. And uh, we've been working on some fun ideas, myself and Nigel. Um, Look out for uh, some up-and-coming promotions of that game because I think they'll be uh, pretty interesting. For anyone listening, the demo is available on Steam right now. It is, yeah. And uh, your progress uh, in the demo will carry over to the main game. So... That's pretty you sweet. Might as well pre-order it while you're there, because it's also 15% off if you pre-order. So, And it's so good. I mean, it's the choice so has already good. been made, really, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is, honestly, I think one of our best games ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it really yeah. is. Because, like, yeah. every time I sit down and play it, and, and we've obviously... we. Like, we worked on some amazing games, and yep. we've got more amazing games coming. But Loop Hero is that perfect balance between very, very, um, like, engaging, mm-hmm. and you can kind of just get lost in it for hours mm-hmm. at a time. And, uh, you know, it's very strategic. You think mm-hmm. a lot. but But it's also got really like funny writing really mm-hmm. interesting like prop- proposition and really interesting like when you encounter bosses or even when you encounter when you like reveal new monsters and new characters and things like this because there are so yeah. many little secret things that you can unlock it's like every time you meet something it just adds these extra layers to it all yeah. and it's all so well written Mm. And it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Even the, even like, even just like what I what I really love is that the simplicity of the of the expedition screen is almost like it. It almost st- like you stop to see it as just like low poly kind of like oh this is like deliberately kind of like de-scaled kind of retro vibe because it's like they're going for this kind of like old school vibe and it's like no it's kind of like functional (laughs) it's It's... like everything works perfectly everything is super clear well the art the art feels to me like when you look at like because sometimes i you know i'll see something you know posted on twitter or wherever where it's you know they're showing like the artwork that someone did you know, on an older system, you know, when they have the limitations and it's, it's people, you know, working within their limitations to create the most beautiful thing that they can create within those limitations. Yeah. And that's what the art of loop hero feels like. It feels a lot like, you know, really making what they can make within the limitations. Yeah. uh, And, and struggling against those limitations to, to, yeah, to be evocative. I know what you mean. It's weird because it, it looks like it could easily be on a Commodore 64 or an Amiga. Yeah. Yeah. Like it looks like one of those systems would actually be able to play this game. <laughs> you don't remember Commodore 64. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, okay, that's stretching it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, it would like, it's, 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 it I know what definitely you mean. Ru- it could definitely run on an Amiga. It makes um, you think that it would. 
Yeah. Because it looks like it would. Because like, your memory of those systems is better than those exactly. systems were. It's like an upscaled version <laughs> yeah. of, of how those systems uh, yeah, generated graphics. Yeah. But uh, also, it's like it's a it's very very retro styled and it's mm-hmm. it looks like a demake kind of thing but it's like as you were saying it it looks like the absolute very best looking game that would have ever been made yeah. for those systems in 1991 you know like it's or even earlier than that you know maybe like late 80s yeah. Like, it looks like the kind of thing that if it had come out back then, people would have been like, holy shit, this is like yeah. the absolute pinnacle of home computer graphics. Like, you'll never play anything like this. Yeah. Um. So it like, so it's, it retains that, like, it still looks awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. even though it looks awesome for an old game, even though it's not an old game. What's yeah. like seeing someone, you know... You know, if you say, you know, well, it's just a pencil drawing, you know, I I know what a pencil drawing that I make looks like, uh, but then there (laughs) are people who make, you know, pencil drawings that look photorealistic. Yeah, yeah. And that's, it's, yeah, it's kind of the difference. I mean, that's, that's why it's so weird when people are like, oh, pixel art. And you're like, oh, it's pixel art. What is, what does that fucking mean? That doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. And I, I find that this is one of the few games that I've played where that whole retro styling and that kind of limited color palette and all the rest of it, it feels so intrinsic to the enjoyment of that game. Like Mm. it, it, I really, I really struggle to believe that I'd find the game as compelling if it had a different art style. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the art does so much for it. The different, the three different levels of the art. There's the overmap, yeah. then there's the battle scenes, yeah. and then there's the the character portraits. And every one of yeah. them is is perfect in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, the the combat animations, like monsters have, they have static, and then they have like a single frame of action where like yeah. there's like a swing, and that's the animation. That's it. Yeah. And it's so simple, but again, it, like it, you get the sense of movement from from it, and it's it's just it really yeah. is just using the old fashioned tools. And this, yeah. The sprites on the map as well are just what it, it perfectly reminds me of is the old Amiga Ghostbusters game. Oh my god! Yes, you would drive around in Ecto One. There was a between busting ghosts, you would have mm-hmm. to drive around in Ecto One to find where the ghosts were and you had to avoid stay puff marshmallow man who was like stomping around in the city yeah and it looks exactly like that (laughs) dude that is that is perfect yeah Yeah. i forgot about that game and you are absolutely right yeah yeah it's the best so i've been playing a lot of loop hero nice and uh yeah doing a lot of uh working on some uh marketing uh materials some some nice bits and pieces um nice. that we'll be using to promote the game soon which is cool um but i've also uh been getting back into metal gear solid in a big way oh yeah yeah are you a metal gear guy you know i never actually i played the demo of the first metal gear on a like a sony demo disc mm-hmm. and then i never played it again oh wow yeah i've never played a metal gear holy shit 
I know. Um, right? I'm trying to think whether you'd dig it. I think you probably would. The first one I think is like kind of an undeniably classic game. Yeah. Like it, the the fact that it came out in like 1998 or whatever, 97, 98. The things that that game does, you know, if you try and put yourself in the shoes, you know, of like a 14 year old kid. Yeah. playing it for the first time in in the in the late 90s it's like holy shit this game is like on the next level um yeah. so i love the first game i think it's absolutely amazing um the second one is terrible <laughs> top to bottom it's just bad the third one is incredible and the fourth one is really really good i really like it a lot of people don't like it cuz it it's more cinematic than like focusing on the gameplay is really good. There's just not much of it. It's yeah. like it's mostly cutscenes, um, because Kojima. Um, yeah. But I mean, I I think they're all. I, I mean, those three, the first one, the third one, and the fourth one, I think are amazing games. And I've been playing through Metal Gear Solid Four, and I sort of forgot how good that was. It's up to five now, right? Though yeah five so, is the one where you could like parachute people up into their balloon people up into the sky or something yeah five like, is a bit more of a kind of a an open world kind of game yeah um and i was talking to some friends today because i've never played five um yeah but kind of this recent kind of resurgence of metal gear in my life has made me think oh maybe i should play five and i think i've got it on ps4 from like an old ps plus you know when i got it free mm -hmm. so i think i've got it um and i was asking my friends like oh should i play it like i don't know i don't know if it's as good as the other ones and stuff and uh i'm gonna play it i'm gonna play it so that's next on my list been playing valheim Yeah, I've heard a few people talking about this. What is it? Uh, it's like a Viking No Man's Sky. Wow, okay. Not quite as expansive, but it's, you know, it's it's got the, uh, or, or uh, Viking-themed, uh, why do I keep forgetting the name of this fucking game? It's very popular. It's with all the squares and all the kids Minecraft. play it. Minecraft. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm not being, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I don't even remember Minecraft. Like, I'm genuinely, I'm like, Block Hood? No, that's a completely different game. Block, block, block. Is it Blocks? Is the Roblox. Name with... Roblox is Roblox. the Roblox. Is that, oh, okay, that's my. That's another yeah. one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so the idea is though, is that you can have a private server and it's a big, it's a big, it's, it's like a private MMO for up oh, to wow. 10 people. Yeah. Um. So, uh, our, uh, CTO, John Bart Q, uh, who's been on this show, set us up a private Devolver server. Uh, so we have that available. Um, but it's good. Uh, it's, it's being published by Coffee Stain, who are the same folks that publish, uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah, yeah. So I'm interested to see if they've, uh, if they've picked another winner there. It's much earlier in early access. Yes. Um, yeah. so there's a lot that I think will change. Um, like a lot needs to, to, to change, but, um, they, uh, but it's still cool. got 
they're just part of the they're part of Embracer now, aren't they? Yeah, so they they got snatched up in they that. They should have uh, they should have plenty of support, I'm sure. What what is that? What well, is the Embracer thing? Access. Is that Epic? Is no, that Embracer Unreal? is Embracer is a company um, right. called em- Embracer Group. It's a, it's it's an investment. Uh, firm, is that the deal? Basically, I see. So uh, they're Swedish investment um, company that is just gobbling uh, all sorts up studios, publishers. Uh, they bought a PR firm. They, they've they've bought all sorts of things. Um, which right. dri- you know driving their value up massively yeah um but the idea of companies like that or keywords is kind of uh obviously taking advantage of uh the different revenue streams that all of those companies can bring in mm-hmm. but uh also having the option to be able to uh consolidate or uh talent share information share mm-hmm. between companies and things like that so um i don't I, well i suppose that depends on how heavily involved they get in that type of thing or if they are just like hands off all about the money yeah, yeah. um but uh yeah valheim yeah so i i i, I had i only really became familiar with it because you guys were talking about playing it yeah matt brought it up and, yeah and was was talking about it yeah that's the only way i knew i knew about it too but now I'm starting um, to see it. I'm I'm seeing it on Steam. It's being advertised on Steam, I guess, because it's popular. It's been their number. It was it was for at some point their number one bestseller for a big yeah. chunk of time. Nice. Uh, How much is yeah. it? Like twenty bucks. Mm, I might give it a go. Yeah, it's worth if, twenty if bucks. If we've got a server that I can jump into, then. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that might be fun. Yeah. Um. Mm. And then I uh, I judged a, a a game jam over oh. the weekend. Yeah, what? you yeah. have you have we with nearly forty five minutes into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm let pacing me it talk out, about Robbie. all I'm kinds of shit. <laughs> I'm pacing it out, Robbie. Right? Okay. Let's right. Well, please spill the beans. Uh, well, it was the global game jam, and I was judging the Austin. Uh, chapter. I'm not in Austin anymore, but I used to be in Austin, and I still know a lot of the folks from the indie scene there. Uh, and I think Kate usually does it, but she was unavailable, so she passed it on to me. Um, so yeah, it was a game jam. The theme was hide and seek, Ooh. and it was it was quite uh, it was a day. It was all day. Uh, oh wow! It was uh, I can't remember how many teams there were, but they were supposed to have like five minute presentations each. Uh, so we were, you know, normally these things aren't virtual, but you know, you know, now they are. Um, but we were basically on a discord server and eight of us judges were just hopping from like chat to chat. And, um, the, uh, the, the different teams would, would, you know, screen share, show off their game, talk about their game and what they were doing, what they were working on. Um, and it was, uh, it was really cool. It was really, really neat uh, getting to see. I get so I I want to do game jams, Robbie. That shit seems so cool. Like to to sit down and just work really hard to make something. I used to when I was in Austin. I used to do. We used to have like a forty eight hour, uh, or no, what did we call it? It wasn't a because there was a forty eight hour fest film festivals where you had you know two days to make a thing, basically a game jam, but for indie movies. Um, but we would we had a group that was trying to do like a movie a day, like one, you know? Yeah. 
but like once a month we would get together and try to like knock out a, a little short film and that was really cool and fun um and i imagine game jams are a lot like that but it was really cool and some of these teams um did some really amazing stuff in the amount mm. of time that they had some of them wow the solo devs uh shockingly enough and apparently this was pretty unique um this was a pretty unique year for it as far as the the the, the more experienced judges said but like a lot of the solo teams had some of the best games um of the bunch it was really wild like there were some really cool solo games that were you know well thought out they were consistent with design and style um and just really really beautiful uh really fun uh sadly i didn't get to play any of them but mm. um you know got to see them in action and yeah and then we you know we we judged them and uh we said that they were all unworthy of praise yeah. And we sent them on their way. Good. Uh, yeah, That's what I like to hear. <laughs> yeah, um, you know their responses were anywhere between abashed and heartbroken. So you know you can't get them all. Uh, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, nice. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I don't see why you couldn't take part in a game jam. I should. I should. Yeah, be so much I'm fun. sure plenty, I mean, loads of our developers do, don't they? So I'm sure you can yeah. jump in. They'd love to have you involved, I'm sure. Yeah. You need an idea, guy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Somebody's got to be there. Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, that's that's the job everybody wants. <laughs> um, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I have not j- judged any game jams. No. Uh... I have been playing lots of games, though, so that's similar, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've been judging Uh, them, like, mentally, internally. I've been judging games in my brain. Um, (laughs) I've been invited, though, talking of, like, kind of taking part in online kind of events. um, I've been... I'm going to be... I'm going to do a talk, JM. I'm I'm doing talks. No. Really? I'm doing talks now. Yeah, that's where we're nice. at. I'm doing two in March. Yeah. I'm doing Go one. On. I'm doing one uh, for the Hamburg Games Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I don't know if they've announced that yet. <laughs> so I might have just <laughs> fucked it. But oh well. If you're listening to this, just don't tell anyone. Um and then the other one is the Game Startup Academy, which is in Malmo in Sweden, which mm. is, I've been there before. I did a talk there before I joined Devolver. Mm. And that is where I met Victor. Oh. Uh, of, AKA uh, Dead Toast. Yeah. Who made my friend Pedro. And I met, and he came up to me after I had given my talk and he was like, oh, hey, uh, uh, did you say you worked with Devolver? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, I just signed with them. They're going to publish my game. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's your game? He said, my friend Pedro. And that was how we met. Nice. Yeah, and then we became mortal enemies from that day. As as we all become after meeting Victor. Yeah. Ugh, what a, what a huge jerk Victor. <laughs> He's maybe the worst person. Oh, my God. Met. Definitely yeah. not the nicest, most pleasant person I've ever yeah. met. Yeah at all 
<laughs> um, you know, I'll yeah. tell you. Oh. Oh, no, Sorry. what were you saying? I was going to say, I, I think I've said it before. I had no idea my friend Pedro was going to be as popular as it was. I don't know that any of us did, but I certainly didn't. I thought it was cool, but it, it blew the fucking doors off. It really did. It really did. Fun fact, this is so sad that I know this. <laughs> oh, I think, fun fact, this is so sad. <laughs> well, there's cat died our, halfway our through top, release day. Our top three posts on Instagram. See, I told you it was sad. Our top three posts on Instagram ever of all time in terms of uh, like engagement, engagement. or whatever. Um <laughs> Are all my friend Pedro uh, clips? Interesting. Yeah. Well, they See, get the, the really the sti- sad the visual fact, stimulus, but... get the audience eye movement. Up. Yeah, I think that game just came along at the right time. Yeah. Uh, when people were just like super into, like, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, if is actually like factually correct (laughs) for me to claim this but like you know just having like the gifs of that game shared on social Mm. media that seemed to like be the thing right it was just people just wanted to see that shit all the time yeah share it around i just felt cool i can't think of any other games i can't think of any other games that just warranted like that level of people were just sharing it sharing it sharing it because it yeah. was just because it just looked cool and um, he made it very easy yeah because it's built into the game that you can export the games. no i meant sorry i meant like before the game like the reason why that kind of export function was in the game was because like it was so obvious that people were going to want to share their gameplay Oh. oh, hello. Yes, hello. I was processing. I was processing the distinction between the two ideas. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I was. Uh, <laughs> you what? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I think. Yeah, like Victor saw that that it was cool to share. He had yes. fun sharing images yeah. of doing the cool shit, and he's like, "I want to make this as easy as possible yes, for everyone yes, else yes. to do when they get a yes. hold of it." Uh, and then he made it easy, and sure enough, they had the desire to do that. Yeah, uh, and it did work out very well. We need to get Vi- we need to get Victor on the we need to we get should. Victor on the podcast, shouldn't we? I don't know why we haven't asked Victor to come on the podcast. We, we yet. should ask more devs on. We should yeah. uh, we should get more devs. Um, I'll make that we're gonna my get, challenge uh, for next week. I was close to getting somebody today, but I was too shy to ask him in advance. <laughs> um. But uh, speaking of the worst people, uh, Boomerang X also has a demo available on Steam right now. It sure does. Uh, And that is a lot of fun as well. That's great. I've not actually played the demo build yet, so I don't know. I don't know what content is in there. uh, They gave... They gave me a special demo build when we were recording the the stream that was going to go up on the Steam page. So two-thirds of the stream of the vod that's on the steam page is not in the demo it's like oh, right. a couple, it's a couple extra levels where they're like here you go jm uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun excellent but yeah. yeah uh that is also up for pre-order i believe so i think you can 
Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it's not actually. I bet no, that wish list button sure. works. The wish list button works. Yeah, get get it on your wish list, people. Buy and our play shitty the demo. games. Buy our <laughs> shitty games. <laughs> play our demo. Ah, demos uh, are so good. Ah, oh, demos are great. Hopefully, we're going to do some more demos this year. Yeah. Nice. Demos. Uh, sound maybe. So good. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just uh-huh. thinking about our games. Mm, there's probably nah. some demos. There's probably some demos in there somewhere. I don't somewhere. Know. Yeah, this is, it's cool as Steam to like have this big event though, where there's just demos for for everybody to play games. Really cool. Oh yeah, it's great. A lot of games getting a lot of exposure. I'm surprised it's not something that they've done before, or have they? Is it not? I don't know. I, I to be honest, I have only slowly been become, becoming aware of the Steam events like since mm. working at Devolver and in the last couple of years, especially. I'll be honest, um, like before Matt joined. <laughs> yeah. So for the listeners, Matt literally worked at Valve before he worked at Devolver. Yeah. And was like our contact who yeah. did sorted out all of our Steam promotion stuff. Like, now when I see him lining up all this stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, they do, like, a fuckload of stuff on Steam. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. It's really cool. And I, I, I know that they did a lot before. I mean, you know, they had, like, the Lunar New Year, the, the Steam Summer yeah, Sale. Yeah, there's the usual big events, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it seems like there's really a lot of things that they're doing to, to get games out there to people. Yeah, and... I, love, I love the promoting demos thing, I think, is really yeah. good. I got to say, you know, they're a company and they've got their faults and all that stuff. But Steam is, I think, single-handedly responsible for the indie game scene as it exists today. Well, it's it's definitely 100% responsible for the existence of Devolver. Yeah, yeah. Like, without question. I mean, just the availability, the the ability to get these games digitally, uh, the fact that they're promoted, you know, that they that they get promotion. And don't get me wrong, there's way too many games to promote everything, and yeah. there's way too many shitty games to promote yeah. everything. Yeah. But um, you know, th- that it's all out there. That it, there's so much available. That you know, whatever whatever people are interested in, it's there. And you know, they have they haven't been shitty about it like they they don't they there's 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 a reasonable level of gatekeeping but there's not a grotesque level of gatekeeping there's not sure. like a uh you know i don't know it's it's astonishing how how not evil they are i guess is what i'm saying yeah um and uh well yeah because yeah. they 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 could make life very very difficult for people if they wanted yeah. to again like you say they're a, a corporation like anybody else and you know they have their faults and they're they'll never be perfect in anybody's eyes yeah but they could make life a lot more difficult <laughs> if they wanted to yeah and they could have done for the longest time i mean you know right yeah. now there are other platforms that that are you know that are trying to to get in on that that space you know you've got epic and you've got gog mm-hmm. um humble you know but i mean uh for a while, for a long time it was just steam don't forget origin who
electronic farts. Oh, oh my gosh, Robbie, we're gonna have to censor that. Oh my gosh, did you say? We would no. have worked there. Instead of electronic farts, it's electronic farts. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh man, somebody called a burn ward. <laughs> Oh dear. On that bombshell. <laughs> I think I am going to go and make myself some dinner shortly. Nice. I'm going to go drop a bomb of my own. <laughs> oh! Oh my Hello. gosh. I can't believe I said oh, that. He's talking about his BM. <laughs> JM. More like, more like BM. Oh no! Hey, he did. He roasted me that time. <laughs> oh no! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, we we managed to get through an entire episode of the podcast without talking about uh, Hitman. I was about to say or GTA, but we did talk about GTA. I did talk about GTA. I fucked up. I haven't been playing as much, but we did talk about it. Okay, well that's fine. I didn't talk about it, man. We did so. Not even once. We did well. Yeah, alright, we're getting there. One day at a time. We're getting there. Alright, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope that you have enjoyed this hour of nonsense. Um, You can find us on Instagram if you want to see a bunch of My Friend Pedro clips. You can (laughs) find us on Discord if you want to chat with Robbie and I in the Fortcast channel about... The nonsense that we do or don't say on this this show. Uh, you can follow Devolver Digital on Twitter. Uh, it's twitter.com. There's a Devolver Digital webpage. There's just, it's, we're all over the internet. And you don't have to pay to, to, to see us and chat with us in any of these mediums. But you're absolutely welcome to pay us money uh, to, to do that. Just go to Steam or Epic or wherever our fine games are sold, the, the eShop, the PlayStation Store, the Xbox Store, whatever, and buy our shitty games. And, uh, and yeah, thanks so much for your time and your attention. Robbie, sing us on out. Oh, baby, you forgot to mention Twitch, so I'll do it in a song right now. It's twitch.tv forward slash devolver digital. Mama digital! Woo! <laughs> Oh, there you go.